Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. to Out of the Blue. It is Sunday the 7th of July. We are one week into Plastic Free July. My name's Heather. And I'm Erin. Welcome to the show. You are listening to 3CR 855 AM. You could also be listening online, digital radio, podcast. Basically, there is absolutely no excuse to not listen to us. And we'll know. We will know. We'll we can know. watch, maybe. <laughs> All I three think, of you. I think there's figures. Yeah, I think, I think we can look at figures. So as we said, it is Plastic Free July. So today's show is going to be talking about how we've gone so far. We're a week in. Yep. I know I have had some struggles. I oh, don't yeah. know about you. You've, yeah, you've I've had, had some, some struggles. struggles. So we're going to go to a quick announcement and then we're going to talk about our struggles. Uh, hi, my name's Sarah. I love coming here because they offer vegan food. Hi, my name's Paul. I've, this is my first time at Friends of the Earth. I think it's really awesome and the food's great. Really healthy and nutritious. Friends of the Earth Food Co op, 312 Smith Street, Collingwood. A tuneful experience. A 3CR supporter. All right, our struggles on Out of the Blue for Plastic Free July. Who's going to go first? I think I should go first. You're oh, going to go first? I've, I've tried really, really hard. I've decided this Plastic Free July. I really want to go completely and utterly plastic free. That's what I committed to as well. Yeah, I mean, look, you got to got to jump in there. You got to do the best you can, and and this has really changed the way I've actually thought about a lot of different things. Which I suppose, in a way, is, is what the whole month is about. So I'm not buying some certain drinks. I'm not buying some certain um, food because I know that that packaging is there. I think I'm in general. I'm pretty good, but this has really opened my eyes to. All those little bits of plastic that are yeah. just creeping in everywhere that may not be at the, the forefront of your mind. But and if you're giving them up for Plastic Free July, they do say it only takes 21 days to form a habit. So if you're changing the drinks that you're purchasing for Absolutely. the month of July, then Definitely. you may not go back to those plastic options. Yep. Well, I want to create some habits here. I want, I want to reduce even more the plastic that I use. And it really is a great way for me to actually realize all the plastic, really focus on those little bits that are there. But yeah. I struggled because I've been doing great. I've been doing excellent. I've had my keep cups with me. Nice. And then, of course, coming on the train to the city, I'm really tired, not even thinking clearly. And the first thing I do is go and get a coffee with that lid on it. And look, it's only a little thing, but there's the whole that's the whole week gone. Whole no, week of good no, no, work. No, 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 you no. shouldn't think of it like that. I set myself some really strict guidelines, plastic free. And I one week in, one week into the month, that's it. No, what you have to do is acknowledge that error, 
work out what led up to it. So obviously you were stressed because you were coming into work, you were tired, you needed caffeine. Yep. So all of those things are playing on it. So you just have to recognise the situation that made <laughs> you do it and not do it again. Look, I do see myself as... Um Unable to function without caffeine. Mm. Having said that, it was a bit of a downer. I've but seen look, you without caffeine, and it's not a pretty <laughs> it's, picture. It's no, it, look, it's not. There's nothing pretty about it at all. Um, but yeah, look, I'll, I'll still commit, and you're right. I'll hopefully not make that mistake again. But again, no caffeine. I can't promise. Well, I've come across some weird ones. So I needed to replace a battery the other day. Oh yes. And it wasn't like a double A or a triple A because I've got rechargeables for those. I've you know, had them for years. I don't actually know how long they last, but I've had them for years. But it was one of those watch batteries. And you can only buy them in plastic. And I don't know if that's like protecting the contact points from, I don't know, oxidation or something, but I could only find batteries in plastic. Of course. Yep, I understand what so you're So that's one I'm going to put out there on the Facebook forums and see if anyone's got <laughs> any solution for that one. And I think maybe some people listening might think this may be a little bit pedantic. And you're right, we are setting ourselves some very lofty targets here, mm. strictly plastic-free July. Maybe these things are a little bit inconvenient, but hopefully some of those habits will come across. Yeah, and I have come across a situation where I've gone for a drink because I'm not a caffeine person. I'm a chocolate milk person. I don't think I've ever grown up mentally. Um, so I went for a milkshake the other day, said no straw, and it still came with a straw. It still came and with I, straw. I know that's a big that hurdle. It's, it's just practice. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely said no straw and I thought she'd written it down, but I think I need to be stricter on that. And, it, and when I say no straw, say why? Because then I think it's going to prompt their memory a little bit more when they go to grab the straw. They're not thinking about it. They're just doing a yeah. muscle memory. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I, I do have a straw on board a as straw well. straw on board, okay. Yeah. Look, uh, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. I've often had to really stipulate, really put my hands up and wave it. No, 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 stop putting the straw in there because they are on autopilot. Yeah. Another one I'm failing, yeah. and this is one I only found out about last year, but then completely forgot about it. The plastic that is in a tea bag. Oh. So tea bags have glue, and the glue is plastic based. And you've and just so given remem- me another. Oh. oh, I didn't even think about this. <laughs> so I remember last year hearing all of this about about tea because I just chuck mine in my compost bin because sure. you know it's, it's, that's that's what I've done in the past. Yep, that's what you do. Tea um, And if there's you know a staple there, it's not a problem because you know I'll work that out later on in the garden, but. Yeah, now I need. I remember last year I was like, yeah, loose leaf tea. This is definitely how I'm going to do it. And I did for a little while and it, it was the inconvenience. And I really need to get past that inconvenience yeah. of having to get my tea thing. What do you call them? It's like a strainer thing. The tea thing. Tea strainer. Yeah, and putting way? the tea. Wow, that was, that was good. <laughs> wow, we're really struggling Sunday morning. Um, so then getting the loose leaf tea and putting it in there, it's really not that hard. But it is that extra 30 seconds to a minute of cleaning out the tea strainer thing after the tea and making sure the leaves go in the bin. Yeah, yeah. I really need to work on that. That's all right. Because I'm drinking a lot of but tea at the moment. But I think what you've really touched on is something that's very, very uh, apparent at the moment. Of course, uh, big supermarkets have come on board. 
are they banning plastic? To a degree, you can still buy those uh, larger ones, so you pay a little bit. And Woolies caved when people started complaining. Well, look- they're getting it for free, and they're still committing to the, the single-use plastic. But True. I think you mentioned convenience mm. and habit. Um, those are the two reasons why we are getting a lot of criticism from some individuals. Not everyone. It's a lot of people are on board, but some individuals. I was perusing some of the, the comments on a lot of the news articles. Um, the words leftist agenda and greenie pushing agenda uh, were really prevalent in a lot of those. Really? Yeah, and look... We've only got one planet to live on. Like, shouldn't we be doing everything we can to make that planet good? It shouldn't matter if you're left or right or green or whatever. That's right. We've got that's one right. planet. And, and really, what I think what it comes down is people are stuck in their habits. Mm. They're something that is convenient has now been changed. I do believe over time, no one will even remember this, It'll just it'll be past everyone. It'll be that little blip. That's right. They'll get taken in their habits. But how can this be a lefty greeny agenda? What we're doing is making sure that the plastics that we use, and uh, I did see one statistic that in Australia we use about um, seven MCG full. So if you fill up the MCG, I love full it plastic when we bags, measure things with the MCG. Well, that's everyone knows how big so it's huge. <laughs> we can fill that MCG seven times over the amount of plastic bags we use. So if we reduce that number, that it's a reduced amount going into our uh, landfill, reduced amount going into pollution, and we know this helps the animals. We we do know. Is it the entire picture? No. And those no, plastic not. bags, on average, are used for twelve minutes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So well, I saw a really cool thing on Facebook. I don't know if you saw there were those posts. I don't know if they're coming out of England, but they were telling you how to use public transport and like making sure that you weren't taking up too much room or you weren't putting your feet on I the seat. Say, yeah. yeah. So it was a campaign sort of like that. It was just a stick figure. And it was something along the lines of this is Claire. Claire's known for months that plastic bags are going to be leaving our supermarkets. <laughs> Claire planned ahead and she got her own bags that are reusable and made out of calico and she can use them forever and then plant them in the ground and worms will eat them. Claire doesn't get angry at sales assistants. <laughs> Don't be a, I can't say the next word on air, um, be like Claire. I was like, it's so true. We've known. We have known for a long We've time. Not, I, don't, I don't understand how people can complain. They've known. No, I can't remember exactly. I think it was Woolies or Coles actually did announce that they were going plastic bag free a year ago. Yeah. So they get everyone a whole year and then everyone's getting a bit riled up. Look, I absolutely have faith that this will all bubble down. Like no one, well, no one will care. People will just get into a different habit because what they're worried about now is convenience and habit and they'll get into the convenient habit of bringing their bags or they'll have an alternative. It's well, no problem. But we, we've even seen uh, notable conservative commentators, the very uh, prestigious Andrew Bolt, even have a whole article about it because basically, wah, 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 have a complaint. <laughs> well, I was for a while and I realise now people may have thought of me as a freak um, but I was for a while when I was going to my supermarket and I go at you know various times never at the same time same day whatever and if there were people coming out with a trolley full of reusable bags full of groceries I was actually stopping and thanking them for their little <laughs> effort and it's probably a good thing that I didn't go at the same time same day because people would avoid me but I just, I felt the need to thank those people because clearly they were already on board and they were preparing. And I mean, I I have a problem where I go with one or two bags and then I buy a lot more than I thought I was going to, but I refuse to get another bag. I will like stuff my pockets. Oh yeah, I've done I like that. everything. There is no yep. way I'm getting a bag. 
But yeah, these people clearly planned ahead. Sometimes they had like 10 reusable bags in um, their shopping cart. When you Love thank it. them, when you yes. thank them, were they a bit stunned? By a little this? bit, yeah. 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 Some random approach them in a car park. Yeah, yeah. I, I could understand how they'd be a little bit stunned. Like, well, I do usually go after work, so it is dark. <laughs> I realise so I. Random look approaching in the dark in a car park. Thanking them. Hi, thanks for using reusable bags. I mean, yeah. You know what, though? I stand by it. Yeah, I think the sentiment is there. Yeah, I just think people just need that little bit of praise just to know they're doing the right thing. Positive reinforcement. Okay, great. great. Yeah. Okay, so what is, what, what's your plan for Plastic Free July for this next week? Let's take it week by week because looking at a month can sometimes be a little overwhelming, a little daunting. What's your plan for this week? Look, I'm actually a day-by-day planner. I don't, okay. I, I don't really have just a plan. Just wing it. Yeah, just yeah. wing it. Living loose. Okay. It's it's really, I think uh, over the month I'll probably fall into some routines, which is... Which what, is good. Which is what the whole yeah. thing's about. But uh, really, it's uh, each day-by-day is realising where those plastics are coming into play and where I can reduce. Okay, cool. Well, my plan for this next week, I think I need to look at where farmer's markets are. Oh, yeah. Because yes. some of the things yeah. I like to buy, I like to buy strawberries when, when they're seasonal. Um, I really love cherry tomatoes. When I'm on the road, they're just my little go-to snack, but they always come in plastic punnets. And a friend of mine, um, Andy Vance, he did post a picture the other day of his daughters and they were buying, with their um, produce bags, they were buying loose cherry tomatoes. So instantly I was like, where do I find this place? And apparently it's in Northcote. They don't have them all the time sort of come and go within the shopping centre. But, yeah, that's that's my plan for this week, sussing out where the farmer's markets are. And I know they cost a little bit more, but I know that I'll feel better avoiding that plastic. Good stuff. Great stuff. All right, we are going to go to a quick song and then coming up next, uh, some news out of Western Australia. All right, well, welcome back to Out of the Blue. You are listening to 3CR 855 AM. Could also be listening online, digital radio or podcast. So that was Upside Down by Jack Johnson. Obviously really big into his environment. Uh, Environmental messages there. Wow, that was a bit weird. My phone just kept on playing. Okay. <laughs> Live radio, eh? Yeah, you got to love it. Um, so I said that I had another story, and this is a story out of WA, so give me two seconds to pull it up. But it's it's not a good one, but I feel like I feel like human pressure has has had an effect in the past, and this is something we should all get behind. Okay. Okay, so Josh Frydenberg. Yep. Yeah. Done some great stuff, but yep, okay. We're just going to leave it at that. No opinions here. (laughs) No. So this is an article out of The Guardian on Wednesday. Josh Frydenberg has challenged Western Australia over its management of sharks, proposing the state pay for a network of satellite-linked baited drumlines to protect high-traffic beaches. Hmm. I feel like we've heard this before. Oh, yeah. Yep, we've heard it a bit. I know. It continues. So Frydenberg said 176 of these smart... 
Now, SMART stands for Shark Management Alert in real time. Uh, Drum lines. You know what it stands for? Someone really wanted those things to say SMART. They really did, didn't they? They're like, quick, we'll use how, the how thesaurus. What can we find that will fit here? <laughs> Okay, so these smart drum lines could be deployed along 260 kilometres of Western Australia's 12,000 kilometre coastline, covering both Perth beaches and popular surf beaches in the southwest. So 11 of 17 fatal shark attacks in Western Australia in the past 25 years occurred within the proposed area. Okay. There have been 12 fatal shark attacks along the east coast in the same time period. There have been 11 non-fatal shark bites in Western Australia since 2016 and 12 in New South Wales. So one thing people tend to forget is, I mean, we're full of bone. Sharks are really looking for something that's quite blubbery. It's going to offer a lot of food. It's not going to damage too many teeth. Um, so sometimes they will go in for an exploratory bite just Absolutely. to find out what something yes. is rather than waste all their energy on a fatal bite and find out they can't do anything with their prey. So Western Australia's Fisheries Minister, Dave Kelly, said neither Frydenberg nor the New South Wales government, which has been trialling the drumlines at various locations since uh, 2015, have provided scientific evidence that they actually reduce the incidence of shark attacks or produce data on where tagged sharks went after being released. Mm. Now, there has been a lot of work, obviously, on tagging sharks because we really don't know where they go some of the time. Yeah. Or indeed most of the time for some of the species. So Callie said, there really isn't anything new in the federal liberal government's proposal and it fails to provide any scientific evidence to demonstrate the effectiveness of these drumlines. Kelly also said the cost estimated by Frydenberg of $5 million to $7 million for the six-month trial was too low, saying that based on figures from maintaining the previous lethal drumline network, it would cost $20 million a year. Or if we narrow it down to the six months, which is the trial they want, 10 million, not five to seven. Sure. And this does sound like it resonates a lot of what we've heard in the past, that there is no scientific evidence that these trials or this practice does any good. Um, we usually hear quite the opposite. Look, I think it makes some people feel comfortable. They go, yeah. oh, look, there's hooks. I'm safe. But we, we do need to absolutely ensure that the public are safe. But is this the right way to go? Exactly. So Kelly said Western Australia would stick to its policy of subsidising personal shark shields, tagging and monitoring shark movements through the SharkSmart website and deploying helicopters and drones to spot sharks. Smart drumlines contain baited hooks, which trigger an alert once something of appreciable weight tugs the line. That alert is sent via satellite, allowing boat crews monitoring the network to get to the hook before the animal on the line drowns. I really have my doubts about that. Mm, let me continue then. Sharks of a species and size considered to be a potential risk are tagged, towed further out to sea and released. Now that I agree with. Okay. The fact that they've had to go through the trauma of being hooked in the first place, I don't. Okay. The fact that they're being tagged and released, at least we can get some data out sure. of it. Other species that become caught or tangled in the line, such as endangered loggerhead turtles, one of which was tangled off the line of Ballina and Lennox Head in New South Wales in November, are released. Western Australia, however, has fewer boat ramps in the southwest than in the New South Wales trial sites, raising concerns that it would take longer for response teams to reach the line. Some species die quickly if restrained. 
Yeah, basically we've heard this sort of knee-jerk reaction many, many times. And it is a real shame that these drum lines, I don't think, offer any real protection for the public, aside from peace of mind. I do believe they contribute to a whole range of untargeted species death. Look, we all want to be safe. No one's condoning or saying that a shark bite is in any way great. Oh, of course not. I wouldn't to... wish it upon anybody. No, no it's a horrible experience. Uh, I, w- I would say that the, the risk of actually that occurring is remarkably low. But these sort of knee-jerk reactions, they're not really solving anything. And I often think that the, the Liberal government has these, these modes of uh, protection just to reassure the general public. That's pretty much it. Mm. Look, if we look at the scientific evidence and there is no clear answers that we need to be looking at uh, monitoring, we absolutely need to be looking at tagging and releasing out, out to sea, uh, and we need to look forward at alternative methods. Well, the lethal drum lines without alert beacons were the ones that were trialled in the former Western Australian government in 2013 to 2014, but the program was blocked by the Environmental Protection Agency, sorry, Authority, because of a high degree of scientific uncertainty yeah. over the potential impact on white sharks. So we have to remember that white sharks, yes, they can cause horrific damage to a human. Yeah. But there is also so much we don't know about them. That's right. And we will learn less if we just go out and kill them. That's right. I feel like we're just going back to the time of Jaws. We're very unsure of the numbers. We're very unsure of their migratory patterns. We're very unsure about uh, their breeding patterns or where they actually give birth. If we are out there just um, in targeting them for hunting, it's not really helping anything. If we could understand a little bit more about them uh, whilst protecting the public, that's really the, the way we want to go forward. Well, let's let's finish with a, a quote from Frydenberg then. Okay. Uh, Given the high incidence of shark attacks in Western Australia and the recent release of a CSIRO report into great white shark numbers off the west coast of Australia, now is an opportune time for the Western Australian government to take further steps to protect its citizens from shark attacks. Right. Not, yeah. not, based, not backed up by science, not backed up by evidence, no. but let's just steamroll ahead with it. Look, okay, that's one opinion. That is one opinion, but I feel like public opinion will hopefully be able to make a change here. Hopefully. Because I just, I would hate to have kids and grandkids who go to the ocean and have, well, no fear because there is no shark, but also have no opportunity to see a shark. I mean, they're the perfect predator. They're gorgeous. They are gorgeous. Some are slightly ugly. I will be honest. (laughs) There are some slightly ugly sharks out there. But most streamline just beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. There are 186 species of a strict shark in Australia. They're all different in shapes, sizes, habits, reproductive biology, feeding needs, and they're all awesome. And I did see a really cool photo on social media this week, and I haven't looked up where it was or whether it was photoshopped because it was just so awesome that I didn't I didn't want to find out that it had been ruined and it was photoshopped. Yeah, okay. But it was caged dive, which is something I'd love to do off South Australia. It's on my list for next year, I think. Sure. Um, and there were three people in the cage and there was a great white and it swing quite close, close to the cage, which would be amazing for photography. And then it swam past, shook its tail and did this almighty poo. <laughs> and it just, it just sort of drifted, wafted, if you will, um, into the cage. And I, I just thought that was gold. 
Which is why I didn't look up Come if it was South photoshopped. Korea. See the sharks. <laughs> but I was just like, for a moment there, the diver's vision would have been completely obscured by excrement. The shark, if it wanted, could have made a hasty escape. I just thought that was gold. That story went in a very different direction than the one <laughs> I thought it was going. To where you thought it was going to go. I thought that might have been I, the I'd, case. I'd seen some footage recently of a, of a guy reaching out and giving a high five to a great white shark. Um, wow, really? Smart or not, I don't know, but uh, mm. that's the story I thought you were going to tell. No, you went one better. <laughs> great. Well, look, both are great. They're both feel-good shark stories, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not for the people involved in my story. No, no, um, you're right. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that does bring us to the end of our show for this week. It is Plastic Free July, so for everyone out there, whether you are on a high and you're winning or you've had little setbacks like we have, you know what? Keep going. It's all about the intention to keep going yep. and have that conversation with people. Any people, whether they're random people in the supermarket, just have oh, that conversation. Maybe not, but if, hey. you're, if you're at my supermarket, please come and say hello. Um, I'd love to have a chat about it. But yeah, have those conversations so that together we can all make a difference. It's all about small steps. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. And up next is Sally with Out of the Pan. Thank See you. See you later. Bye bye. Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.